Hello, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, thank you for tuning in. This is the podcast with uh, myself, Javen. I also go by Jubals. What it means to me, where me and my uh, co-host Mars, or just we're both co-hosts, I guess, my other host, I don't know. <laughs> my other host Mars talk about um, TV shows, movies, pretty much any piece of media that means anything to us uh, in any capacity and introduce it to the other person, you know, just to share the love and like what we feel about it um today we're doing fraggle rock which is my favorite show that i've introduced to mars today <laughs> so interesting so interesting let me just say <laughs> i have never heard of this before um until javen had mentioned it to me um really had no idea what to expect but man what a time this has been to watch this and enjoy it and analyze it yeah, I I mean, I, like I said before, I've watched it since I was a kid uh, because my like grandmother just handed me a DVD of it. Uh, I specifically remember the, ep- the one episode, we have not watched this, but it's not a big one, uh, where Red is a detective. And I watched, I rewatched that one maybe 30 times, <laughs> like over the each, like over the course of like <laughs> the years I was growing up watching that whole DVD. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I definitely think I probably would have avoided this as a kid. Uh, Like I was saying off recording, um, I was very much scared of anything Muppet or puppet related. It gave me nightmares and I just was fearful that they were going to come after me. And so I avoided anything related to this. But now that I'm an adult, I very much appreciate this. (laughs) It is very good. (laughs) Not scared anymore. Um... But yeah, I mean, what like what did what did you think? I'm I'm interested to hear your thoughts and then just like d- like develop off of them about like how I remember it and grew up with it. <laughs> um, so starting off, I was very worried that I wasn't going to like it just because I'm not used to like the whole Muppet uh, puppet mm-hmm. thing. Um, I was worried that I was going to end up hating it, and you were going to be very displeased with that fact. <laughs> but starting off with just like the opening like credits and the opening song i was like okay this is not as bad not as bad from what i remember as like watching from like sesame street as a kid um just really never enjoyed that but i from what we did watch and i you probably know the episode titles more than i do um Mm -hmm. but a few episodes we did watch i really enjoyed the characters and was really surprised on the how this was aimed towards children but talked about a lot of like philosophy and like uh certain topics that i guess as a child probably would have just gone over my head um it was enjoyable the songs were catchy some of them were interesting placed and the music was not bad at all um and i don't think i'll be having nightmares about them besides maybe (laughs) the gorgs definitely the gorgs will probably haunt me in my dreams but that's okay no, that's fine. It's fine. What do you mean? It's fine. <laughs> and the characters um, are also really enjoyable. Yes, I. You know, I know. Like you, you had said earlier that the character that you are currently enjoying the most is Wembley, uh, which I have to agree. He's one of the be- the best ones out of it. Um, yes, Wembley. <laughs> I think it's even funnier because I I remember like thinking as I was growing up, his name was very weird. Um, and it's actually very on the nose because Wembley's uh, name, the, the Wemble is apparently a verb and it just means to uh, 
go between two things not being able to make a decision <laughs> which makes a lot of sense for his character yeah. <laughs> um now you know at first uh i kind of i really do relate to him i forgot which episode we had watched which was we first introduced him um but he kind oh the marooned episode was that the one or no, no that was uh, the, the blue one, episode if, if you mean the one that was very centered around Wembley that was uh when he gets captured by the by the gorgs oh yes um he kind of is a little bitch <laughs> <laughs> but i relate you know um the episode i th think it was episode 2 um um, but he does get captured by the Gorgs, and the Gorgs are these characters that, you know, are the center of this, pretty much the kings of the kings and queens of the universe, as they seem to be. Um, very interesting compared to the Fraggle characters, um, and how this world is set up. But he, the whole time he's trying to please them, with he, I mean, he unintentionally pleases them makes him happy because i think he wants to make everybody around him happy until he realized how harmful they were actually treating him and his friends the it's like uh the whole like that whole episode is very interesting because it, it is like i've i've done that for sure where i'm just like i'll just make you happy by any means until it like has affected someone else that i gave like a shit about not just me um and like so seeing him in that situation um especially at the end where because uh we, we spoke about this a little bit but fraggle rock tends to do this thing because it is a kid show where it does dwell into huge topics but then it'll say things without dwelling on them too much i guess because it is still a kid audience um and it's like um and it really got into a whole thing um where like the gorgs were like oh we're gonna keep you as slaves and and then what he says at the end where he's just like you know so i guess some types some forms of slavery feel like freedom was like yeah i i haven't watched it in a long time uh because unfortunately i haven't had the means and i forget that that like these type of things come up in this show so early and often <laughs> yeah that was a very interesting thing to say um I mean, we the, also the episode that we had watched where Wembley finds a job, and oh man, when we get onto that more, I have a lot to say about that. But <laughs> um, definitely has characteristics of just trying to make everyone around him very happy and pleased um, until he realizes that you know maybe this is not the best situation. Um, I forgot what I was going to try to say with that, but oh <laughs> uh, gosh, shit. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, but uh, he very cute character, a sweetheart. Just doesn't really know any better to me. I guess I would have to watch more of his character. But so far, from what I have seen, I relate to him and find him to be very sweet. No, he's great. I, I, you know, I like all of them for for different reasons. But Wembley has always been like my, like my favorite. I I love him so much. <laughs> he just he just he like especially like later on he grows a lot from like the character that he is but he still keeps that core wembling motion that he has but he, he does grow a lot and is like and it's nice to see especially in a show where like they could easily keep the characters very flat and one note 
and but they go that extra step sometimes in a in an amazing way like we we saw in the episode marooned um with red and and boober yes boober <laughs> also another favorite character of mine um this show is very interesting for it to be i mean the what the messages that it gives makes sense for the time era that it came out and it it was like 1983 you said when it yeah. was first released um so a lot of the messages do make sense for the era that it was made came out but boober is a very interesting character i also relate to because always seems that especially with the episode maroon where we're more, I think, is is that the first time we're introduced to uh, Boober and his ex- existential dread? I mean, it's carried out, I notice, in, like, the other few episodes. Yeah, but in, like, but... a one-on-one, like, very much degree. Yeah, I think that's one of the first, like, at least major ones. Because uh, we did skip ahead a bit just because this was an episode I did want to have you watch before we, we like, did this. <laughs> yeah, uh... He- when we, I first met him, um, he obviously has a lot of anxieties and is, in my opinion, probably like one of my favorite characters next to Wembley. Um, very superstitious and worries about death a lot. And that is something I highly relate to. He has very internal anxiety that portrays outward to fixating on like lucky charms um, with the the lucky stick was that this yeah, his, is the episode about lucky, the lucky stick? Yeah, his lucky walking stick his lucky walking stick i feel like when i was a kid i i was very much obsessed with walking sticks and i had there was one time when i was younger i had a stick that was like the perfect walking stick when i would go hiking in the woods behind my house and i was very upset one day when i found out that my one of my parents had thrown it out and i i understand you know you have your perfect walking stick it's lucky to you Nothing will ever bad happen with that stick. Um, but the essential, the like mental breakdown, like kind of like existential drag character is really interesting in a child like show. I mean, that I and mean, also I... like in his um, species, because he's like, the Fraggles are supposed to be very carefree and like, oh, singing and song and like, uh, excuse me, and dancing. And Boober is like the complete opposite of that, though he has said he enjoys it. Uh, he's like on the outward presence he's very much like uh as he says in the in the looking for a job episode like tedium and drudgery are good for the soul (laughs) yeah you know i never really thought about that the fraggles do very much represent like really fun and like kind of like a utopia in a sense like everything's great and stuff and then there's boober who is constantly like dreading about death and like everything else that could possibly go wrong and then there's this episode of Marooned where we get uh, Boober in red. Uh, was it Boober is trying to what? What exactly happened in the beginning um, that like led them to going down to the spiral cavern? So um, they were so like, it was Boober's birthday, and they're trying to like uh, Moki and you know they take him to the trash heap because it's tradition among the Fraggles to go get birthday wisdom from the trash heap. And Moki needs uh, them to be distracted. So they're like, go on a hike. So Red's like, all right, Belle, let's go to Spiral Cavern. <laughs> I like that, though. Like, go go on a hike. I've been, I've had a lot of people tell me that you should just go on a walk whenever you're feeling anxious and stuff. Um, but one thing I had mentioned to you about uh, how I don't know if it's intentional for the writing in this. But this, it's interesting how they call it the Spiral Cavern because 
symbolically i think spirals are supposed to represent like the journey and how life changes and unfolds in front of you which connects to boober's character as he is constantly dreading the future and how life is um so i thought that was very interesting and then they uh red and boober end up getting trapped in there and we get to experience their connection which is like Throughout the episode in the beginning, Red is very irritable and tired of how Boober is so negative. And while Red is like a very kind of positive and like uplifting, like, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Energetic character almost. Yeah, and very, um, very confident. And like how, how she presents herself is like very confident. And, and like you see that more as uh, we watch. But Red is like very much puts up this front of, I can do it. I can do it. Like I got it. I'm very confident in my abilities. There's no need to worry. Like um and so I think she gets like she gets very irritable when other people are like I can't do this. This is something I can't do. I like I feel like I cannot do it cuz and I and but I also think it's like not just cuz she's a confident person but also cuz you know she is friends with these people. So hearing her friends be like I can't do this is kind of like what are you talking like yes you can. Like you know, I believe in you and that's enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we get down to the cave, and the cave-in happens, and they're trapped down there. And then we find out the truth about Red, where um, a lot of this is just like a persona almost. Like, uh, she does get scared. And we find out that Boober does like to have fun, and is not always constantly, like, dreading life and stuff. Um, Death it and is very pestilence. <laughs> Death and pestilence. Very true. It's it's interesting. This This episode probably... Um, was probably one of my favorites that we watched out of. Um, I would, I wish I could have watched this as a child because um, I'd like to see like what my perspective would have been different. Um, definitely, probably wouldn't have understood a lot of the themes, I guess, that was represented in this episode. But I probably would have cried at their almost death <laughs> in the cave in. Um, that probably would have destroyed me and maybe probably made me not want to watch it ever again because I probably would have been too sad. I, <laughs> I never saw this episode as a kid um, because I only ever really had the DVD when I was growing mm -hmm. up uh, and I didn't get to watch it more until I was a little older. But uh, like we briefly touched on beforehand, I think the song that they sing, um, I don't know the name of it off the top of my head, but the like the holdout for your friends a little longer uh like hold on a little stronger for your friends that song like listening to it now with the perspective it almost made me cry like genuinely we're watching it um because like when i was listening to it i was applying it to a sense of like trying to hold on when you feel like like there's nothing left to hold on to but like hold on for the people that care about you uh and that are around you and that want to want the best for you um because even when, like, Red and, and Boober have their differences and are very much, like, a not at each other's throats, but, like, very much, like, on antagonize each other be just, like, by being themselves to each other, they make no hesitation to, like, be there for one another in those moments. Like, when Red is having that, like, panic attack and is, like, having that claustrophobic feeling, Boober is immediately there to be, like, it's, like, it's fine. Like, I'm here for you. <laughs> like, don't worry. Yeah, no, it was very emotional. <laughs> um, and, oh gosh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, man, my brain just went dead. Shit. 
it's I, oh i think that uh the song yeah it was very emotional and it, it did really well in this episode because this is very musical like there's a lot of songs and it seems like they very much enjoy singing all of their songs but this one was a little different from the rest of the songs that are presented in the show because it was a lot kind of darker especially for like more mature audience you can kind of like relate it in different aspects um especially with like depression and other things too um and it fit really well um and it wasn't like you know kind of it wasn't outplays have of just trying to add like a like a song in there because i don't was that like one of the only songs in that episode because i felt like there was not i felt like that episode was very wordy compared yeah, to I a think, lot of the other episodes I think there was only two and i think it was that song and then the re- the reprise of that song uh but happy when when they're but they're in there because they're singing it for boober's birthday yeah, and so I found that interesting. It was very wordy compared to a lot of the, uh, the other few episodes that we watched. Um, a lot of conversation was happening, especially with Red and Boober. Um, and I really liked that. I think it fit really well. I mean, it was very sad. Um, and yeah, I almost teared up too. Um, it's interesting, the theme of the show, uh, well, not the show, but the episode I, I liked a lot was just how, like, you know, even in, you get you can be friends with each other even if you have differences but i think one of the other like underlying themes was like you know cuz when at the very end uh boober and red was like hey let's keep these secrets between us that like boober is likes to have fun and red is actually kind of scared a lot um and i think that is like a good theme of just like you know you can stay you can be this type of person, but also like struggle with internal stuff that you don't want other people to know. Um, and that was interesting. And I like how they tied it in, which I, you might have to speak on more about like uh, Sprocket the dog yeah. and the cat, but I liked how they tied that in with uh, Sprocket and the cat was the whole friendship thing of like, you know, we have our differences and it's okay to be different, but we are, we can still be friends. Like that's heartwarming. That's good. Yeah, Sprocket and and Fluffinella, uh, is is the cat's name. Are you know Fluffinella? Surprisingly enough, is a recurring character. Not necessarily physically. Uh, like Mister Shimmelfinny never shows up. Uh, physically, but he is a like recurring character that is mentioned time and time again. Uh, as Doc's neighbor. Uh, from across the street, I believe. Um. And how they how they consistently like do things for one another. Oh, sorry, excuse me. And I, I love Sprocket as a character. I like Sprocket and Doc as well. Like I think the fact that, that uh, as a kid, this show kept me entertained even like with the human moments. Because when I was a kid, I really only cared about the Fraggles. So, but because of Sprocket and Doc, like I don't like. Um, I believe the person who plays him or played him um his name was let me find it jerry jerry parks um jerry parks like as an actor and like the way he played doc like made me laugh like a ton as a kid and kept me interested like at all times which is like hard to do when you're playing alongside like the 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 muppets and like you know the colorful characters and creatures um and he played to sprocket the puppet so well like, he plays so well to the dog that, like, I have had moments, even as an adult, where I forget that, that he is not real. 
<laughs> no, he very much looks like a real dog at times, and that is very interesting. And I'm always very impressed with actors who can play alongside of like puppets and stuff. I've always been a bit super impressed with how they can just interact and kind of like make it seem like it's real. Um, I think sometimes, I mean, as and like growing like the age I'm at right now, I think it's a little weird at times to insert uh like the doc and the the do- uh sprockets. But it still like works, especially with like the themes of the different episodes. Um, the when we get into the Wembley finds a job episode, the ending of that where you know they did the joke too, where he does the joke um about the firemen and stuff, like that was cute. Um, and everything, I really enjoyed that. But I don't remember seeing them as much throughout the episodes, and it was just a little off-putting at the very end for me. I was like, oh, this was a cute episode. This was like ending. And then we had this like little joke in there from the humans. You might, uh, you could probably better explain how this world is set up because I am a. It's I very. Can, I can explain it a little bit because Fraggle Rock manages to make itself feel so not contained, even though you know they do live in a like an un- like an underground cave system, so you wouldn't think it's like crazy big. Um, but Fraggle Rock is hard to like map out, especially in other episodes where they reveal more of Fraggle Rock and like what's in it. It's very hard to keep track of it and like see what's going on um, in it. And in the human world, it's even wor- it's even harder to kind of gauge how far like traveling Matt, we see that he interacts with humans and like where he is. But we actually don't know how far he is from Fraggle Rock because I think uh, he he comes back maybe at one point. Uh, but that's very far uh, from where we are. And we don't really go to the human world beyond Traveling Matt's snippets and Doc's workshop. And in the Gorgs area, we don't go beyond their little kingdom patch and the trash heap. Because, the, you know, the trash heap is in their garden. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, and you... And you had told me that the Gorgs, the Fraggles are aware of what, uh, what do they call the humans? They call them um, silly creatures. Yeah, so the Fraggles are aware of the silly creatures, but the Gorgs are not, yeah, you were saying Gorgs, to me. Yeah, like, um, at least as far as I know now, because again, it has been a long time since I've, like, watched the whole thing. Um, Gorgs are not aware that, like, humans exist. They're just like, they're like, we're Gorgs, these are Fraggles, um, and that's it. <laughs> the trash heap yeah which the, the gorgs yeah but the gorgs don't know the trash heap exists so, wait so the gorgs don't know that the trap trash heap exists even though it's in their like backyard yeah they just think it's a heap of trash they don't know it's uh, uh sentient <laughs> that's interesting yeah only the huh. fraggles and the the two rats who live in the trash heap are aware that uh trash heap or her name marjorie is uh is there I wa- and they don't explain how the trash heap becomes the trash heap to no, the Fraggles. They they do not because we watched we started from the first episode and they're just like he's just like I'm gonna go see the trash heap and she's just there. <laughs> yeah, and they said that the trash heap is like all knowing. So I feel like the trash heap is like what I was saying is like almost like a god to them. But it's I'd say, interesting. I'd say well more of an oracle because that's what she calls herself. <laughs> oh yeah but better word definitely oracle which is interesting though because maybe it's because the gorgs want to enslave the fraggles but i would think that you would almost be 
kind of view the Gorgs as like a higher being or like I guess I just I guess since they do want to enslave them, it would be more like a prey slash predator thing. Well, and it's it's, it's interesting. You. It's interesting though because I know that that slave aspect of the show doesn't last uh very long. It kind of eventually just boils down to Junior Gorg just wants to capture them to capture them. Um, because to be fair, that's kind of how it is anyway. Like before they say that, he just wants to kind of capture them because I think he just wants to. <laughs> um. And, you know, and I actually don't know, like, um, how old Junior Gorg is. I know he's, like, he's supposed to be young because he, he plays, like, he you know, he plays very dim-witted and, like, dim. Uh, but I don't know how yeah. old he is. He does not seem to be that intelligent, and he still calls his dad daddy. To be, daddy fa- to be fair, they don't have any other name. It's uh, Ma and Pa Gorg and then Junior. Ah, uh, okay, that makes sense, too. Interesting. Uh, so, but this is, you might find interesting, talking about the human segments and, and I, well, why I wanted to wait. So, because Fraggle Rock was always intended for international audiences, um, when they were giving the show out to different countries to, um, like, play and to show, um, they got the option of recording the wraparound segments, as the human segments were called, uh, themselves. So if they wanted it to feel more connected to where they were from, they could do that. And I think four countries did that. So in in Britain, they uh, recorded their own segment of a, a different guy. And his little area was uh, like this. I forget. It's like a it's like this studio type of place. But in the background or no, I think he's in a lighthouse. He's like in the bottom of a lighthouse. Um and and i think he's like he's a he's a lighthouse keeper and he's like a retired sailor captain and sprocket is still and sprocket is still called sprocket um and uh so and what it what ended up happening though is that like uh, so the two main guys that people talk about were jerry parks who played the one that we know and then um fulton mckay who played the captain um eventually unfortunately the captain died in 1987 and so the role was picked up by John Jordan Sinclair as PK, the captain's nephew. Hmm. Uh, and then apparently the role, and in the fourth and final season, uh, Simon O'Brien uh, picked up the role as the captain's son. It is interesting. Uh, Germany also picked this up. Uh, Germany had their own work uh, workshop, but it was a workshop inventor named Doc. So they went back to Doc, played by Hans Helmut Dachau. Um, and he and it was just uh, instead of it just being dubbed, it was just played by a German guy, German Doc. Uh, France, I think, had the biggest change, where uh, France uh made him not a not a worker again, like uh, or not an inventor again, like they did in uh Britain. He was a baker. Uh. He was a baker named Doc, played by Mikel Robin, who was a he was a baker, and he had a French sprocket called Croquette. <laughs> I love that. That is that's very interesting. Um, it was it common for them to do this a lot with like these types of show, uh, Jim Henson like Muppet shows, or was it just Fraggle Rock that I this was intended for? I don't believe so. I think when it aired in other countries, it was just dubbed over. Because that's the thing, the Fraggle segments and everything else was dubbed over, but specifically for the human segment, uh, since it was kind of like you could just film it yourself, they gave the option for the countries to do it. Like they were like, if you want to, you can. Uh, a lot of countries didn't do that, and they just opted to dub the the uh american doc um 
which was like very like you know so so not everyone opted for it but like these these guys did and you can find them online and they're very interesting to see because the rest of the show is the same it's just docs that are different huh i really like that that's that's super cool that they did that yeah especially because i think the idea was that because it's the human segment and it's taking like a step back from like the uh what's it called when you have to like stretch your stretch your imagination to believe yeah um it makes them feel more connected since like now it feels like the human is from the place where they live instead of it just being dubbed over Hmm. uh speaking of (laughs) since we're talking about the gorgs i do have the picture that i was going to show you of the, the height the height difference between uh the, and also the doozers are in here too, so you can actually see how tall the doozers are as well. I uh, just gotta yes. move some stuff, but let me just let me just here you can see this and then let me know when you're looking and I will I'll reveal it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm the, looking. Okay, so here's your height difference. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> So, that is crazy. <laughs> you can see uh the fraggle right here, like all the fraggles and how big they are next to Jim Henson. And then if you look in Jim Henson's hand, he has a doozer. This is honestly kind of making it more scary for me. Um, <laughs> you want to know something even more terrifying? Uh, he looks really big. Jim Henson uh was six foot three. Oh my god. <laughs> So if a Gorg ever decided, like, found the human world and came up, it would just be over. It would be over. Well, I mean, I, I, well, I mean, it depends on how much they could withstand. Like, if you're talking in a real sense, like, I don't think they'd be able to withstand the weaponry. But I don't know. True. Maybe Gorgs are just built different. <laughs> Maybe they are. Maybe they're immortal, and that's why they live down in the sewers or the caves, I guess. Well, actually, well, they live on the surface. The Fraggles live in the caves. But, okay, how does that work, though? Like, okay, the Fraggles are in the caves, then we have the human world, and then we have the Gorgs, and they're on the surface, but humans Here, I can, can't... I can try to get a definitive answer. Let's see, let's see. Let's see, get some, get some, get some Fraggle knowledge. Because <laughs> I, you know, let me, let me refresh. I need to know the lore about this. Where are the Gorgs at? Where... <laughs> What, is there any human interaction with them? So, I mean, uh, obviously not because they think that they're the kings and queens of the universe, and they think they're the center of the universe. Oh, never mind. I was incorrect. So apparently, uh, Fraggle Rock is a nexus that connects to different dimensions and the gorgs live in a different dimension beyond the human world interesting but see but that's interesting though because there's an episode that clearly contradicts that (laughs) really so this is an episode this is a little bit of a spoiler but so we find out how big they are relative to humans not because we see one but because Junior, uh, he doesn't have a crown, but he takes his dad's crown and he throws it in the sky. Um, we then see Doc find it 
and it's like it's like so much bigger than him like just the crown was like insanely huge um like compared to to him so like unless this man threw it so hard it just broke the barriers of dimension (laughs) i always just assumed they were in a different part of earth that is very interesting to me it almost gives me the feeling of especially since they have that little hole in the wall of like Coraline. um i mean that's the only thing i was thinking of uh my, that's the thought that popped in my head since the little hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that like that's very interesting because like it does have that like it. There's an again. It's either like um they explain it later and I just forgot, or this wiki is wrong, or um like again he just Junior Gorg threw it so hard that it just broke the dimensional rift. <laughs> like between them maybe doc is also in a weird liminal space or just some like alternate universe that's not actually connected to the human world and then when what's his name uncle matt goes out i don't know i'm just trying to make up lore right here on the spot (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh i'm trying to wrap my head around it many layers and uh levels to this show i mean not only with like the just like the discussions and themes of each episode that we've watched but just like the i guess the layout of how of this society and like world that takes place mm-hmm. um because they're pronounced doozers or is it dozers uh doozers okay because when we first meet the doozers in the first episode they kind of seem like we haven't met them and i don't think much in the other episodes but we do meet them in like the first episode and they kind of seem like like sub creatures that are you know working their little hearts away <laughs> while the fraggle uh fraggle characters are just like having fun and singing songs all the time and then uh, there was that one scene where one of them tried to eat the the doozer the, the doozer constructions yeah the construction and you were telling me that they take pride in that or they like that is that correct yeah so what ends up happening is like if the fraggle so so there's an episode that discusses this and i'm not sure if we'll watch it but um the so there is an episode where like they stop eating doozer constructions and uh when they stop the doozers keep making more constructions and they're like why is why are they still here? Like, these should be gone, so there's more room for new constructions. So, like, their whole thing is kind of like, they don't mind them getting eaten because it means to them, I guess, they've done a good job if the Fraggles enjoy what they've made, but also because they want to work on new projects. So when the Fraggles get rid of the old projects, it creates a reason to have new projects. It seems like that they are very much just, like, creatures that love to work and build stuff and have nothing else going for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like, it's like in the theme song, like the Fraggles are like, dance your cares away, worries for another day. And doozers are work your cares away, dancing's for another day. Which is very interesting um, and kind of sad in a way. <laughs> I mean, to be kinda fair, sad. to be fair, not all of the doozers, as we'll come to find out, um, end up workers. Are, can they like speak and stuff or are they just not yeah, as they, sentient? No, as... They, they speak uh, like like okay. a, like doozers. Doozers, I think um, eventually it's written that like they get um, like more more involved and have their own stories. 
But for a majority, you know, it is about the Fraggles because people thought that no one would care like about the the doozers. But they have good stories um, that like end up coming up and like explaining a little bit more about them and their society and like their culture because there is doozer culture as well. I want to know about doozer lore. Give me like <laughs> fan fiction on doozers. <laughs> give me, give me doozer lore. <laughs> I demand it. I, I demand dem- it. I demand doozer lore. <laughs> but speaking on work, uh, that the Wembley episode. Yes. Um, yes. What episode is that? Was it season one? It was like, yeah, season one, episode five. Was uh, um, was where Wembley has to pick a job interesting episode um i thought for me personally the whole like theme of it and like i said before this is very much like uh centralized around the era era that was taken this was coming out in but i i kind of got the theme that was like you like you need to decide um and especially more so like more specific you need to decide a job in like your future um and i wanted to know your thoughts on that if you disagree or not but um so yeah we have Wembley again cute little guy wants to make people happy but doesn't seem very much interested in work or doesn't really know what to do and their work is obviously a lot different they only do 30 minutes they only have one is it like one day where it's like 30 minutes yeah so they do they have a 30 minute work week so they they work 30 minutes for the for the whole week (laughs) Imagine that. Imagine that. You know, life would be so grand if us humans could do that. No, but that like that's also what I mean. Like their their culture and like what they do is so like so much different, and that, which I think is very funny. Like the fact that they're like, oh yeah, thirty minutes of work. Like oh my god. Like and like that's like so much for them. <laughs> and then I put in two to three minutes overtime for fun. That was funny to me. <laughs> Uh yeah, I I would say that this this episode kind of annoyed me, but you know I did I, I did agree when before we were recording this what you had said about it um it was interesting, um but Wembley does struggle to find a job and we come across is it Gobo is that how you pronounce his name? Uh yeah Gobo, who is the main guy? I guess you can say that he is the main character in a way. He is the nephew of the um uh, is it uncle matt yeah uncle uncle traveling matt uncle traveling matt who's out in the human world right now and gobo is waiting for letters to find out more about the human world mm-hmm. um i personally thought he was a dick in this episode <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh he, his he was talking about how his job is to go find the letters but I feel like in that 30 minutes, travel time also counts to that. So I don't think how much that is a really of a job. But then again, like you said, they this is like kind of like, you know, uh, eh, like one of the other jobs um, was picking radishes. So it's like, okay, these are like, okay jobs. It's also, like, well, it's also that and also like Wembley gets a job that like could be considered like a job job. Like he's a volunteer fireman. Uh, but that fireman never, I don't think they ever get mentioned again. <laughs> like, so yeah, but Gobo's like picking up letters and then he's just like, 
yo, Wembley, like, if you don't find a job, uh, we're not going to be friends anymore, and you need to get out. Like, well, what actually, the heck, it, I think it the, Yeah, I thought that was very interesting. He's just like, I can't be friends with a, with a wishy-washy fraggle, which I think is funny, yeah. though. I just think that's funny, because that's Wembley's whole personality. So, like, him putting it on, like, this one choice was very funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly i was uh, i was like uh, i don't know that just annoyed me a little bit i was like leave wembley alone also, i here, feel like I, he I doesn't did, need to be working i also did find the the clip of it if you would like to watch it <gasps> yes so of the of him finding the the crown so let me let me know okay. when we're good and I, I'll, I'll i'll start it okay let's see this oh wait hold on i don't see the sound Oh, no, I have it muted. Oh, okay, cool. Just so you can see what I'm talking about. It is, it's, like, that's why I want to know. Because you'll see here, it's, it's truly is, like, yeah, here we go. Like, look, look at, compared to Doc, how big just the crown is. Like, forget him, just, just the crown. Because to be fair, from this picture, they had to build, build one that was, like, to scale like decently enough so like gorgs that is yeah interesting gorgs, yeah that's gorgs crazy could be gorgs also could be bigger than they're just being presented in this picture because they had to build one to scale um they could be bigger <laughs> yeah they could be almost like godzilla like in a way uh something here here's some another interesting lore piece you might find is i don't know when it gets mentioned so i'm gonna say it here because i'm unsure of when it's mentioned because uh, it could be at the very end and by then you know um there is an episode where Pa Gorg is talking to Junior Gorg and talking about ruling, and he offhandedly mentions I and again, I don't know if this is true or just something he's saying to like invoke things in him. Uh Pa Gorg says he's ruled the universe for seven hundred and forty two years. You know that's is very intriguing to me. <laughs> Um, uh, I'm kind of having a feeling that these Gorgs might be the actual rulers of the universe. And I just thought they were joking the whole time. Because if we're, <laughs> if we, if they are actually, like, part of a different dimension and stuff, then they could be... The rulers like, of their universe. I, you, I mean, they could be the rulers of their universe, yeah. But, and they don't know about anything else. And this whole time I thought they were just, like, egotistical. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and kind of dumb but it, that's it that is interesting that's a long time oh yeah so they're kind of immortal too i mean either that or their species because that's the thing too is that um i don't we never see another gorg um we only ever see those three uh ma pa and junior gorg we don't see um any of the rest of them don't worry, don't worry, Javen. I'm gonna I'm gonna pop out some Gorg fan fiction after this. <laughs> I'll I'll create a whole society. I will get all the lore, the history, and culture of the Gorgs written. It'll happen. It has to Everybody, be known. They gotta be... know. <laughs> I need to know more about their culture and life and history, man. I can't just have the three of them. That's kind of disappointing to me. So yeah, so uh, Gorgs are giant characters. Apparently, there were other Gorgs at some point, but the only ones that are shown are Pa, Ma, and Junior, a royal family living in a rundown ca castle and self-proclaimed rulers of the universe. And first of all, that's funny to me because 
I didn't even notice that their house was like a castle because it does not look like one. It looked like a shack to me, like a farm. <laughs> and they it, they it, it just kind of on a farm, and I'm like, that's that's. I mean, maybe they in their eyes they think that's a castle, but um. <laughs> Yeah, that's a struggle right there so, in itself. So, Maybe they were all wiped out, you know? So, apparently, here's another thing. Um, so, <laughs> so this is interesting. So, there is it is offhandedly mentioned by Junior where he's reading a book about Gorg, uh, like, history, that he doesn't know where the other Gorgs have gone or if they'll ever come back. Uh, and in the fifth season, and I'm only saying these things because I don't know if we'll watch it all, but in the fifth season, um, Ma and Pa Gorg celebrate their 513th wedding anniversary, which means that um, since the episode aired in 1987, their wedding date, like when they've gotten married, uh, would be 1474. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. But, I have but a then feeling... again, it is also possible time works different uh, in their universe. Maybe this is just a headcanon of mine, but I have a feeling that, especially from their personalities, the Gorgs have, the Gorg family has very shitty personalities, like, <laughs> kind of shitty, you know, Gorgs. I have a feeling that the other Gorgs were too embarrassed and, like, didn't like them as much, so they exiled them to their own dimension where they thought they could, like, rule the universe. And they just have no idea that the other Gorgs just, like, were like, peace out, we hate you guys. That's what I'm thinking that oh, happened. Because, this is oh. this is interesting. I mean, it makes sense. Apparently, it doesn't give me ages of the Fraggles, but apparently Wembley is the youngest. That makes sense, because I thought Wembley's, like, was kind of, like, small compared to the others. Uh, apparently, th there's no age, though, apparently. They just, uh, they like, they just tell me that he's the youngest. So, okay, so is Gobo the oldest, then? Because that's what I want to know. Um... Let me see this. Let me see this. I'm trying to. I'm trying to look up my own lore now. It's been a while. <laughs> we just gotta write our own lore for this. <laughs> oh, uh, what's our uh, Minecraft lore uh, SMP <laughs> for, uh, based around Fraggle Rock? I would 100% watch that if that was the thing. I would 100% watch it. Also, this is apparently a, a, a big quote of uh, Boobers, and it's uh, synonymous with another real life quote. Which is there are only two things certain in this world: death and laundry. <laughs> I can can one hundred percent. I am a boober can Kenny. <laughs> I relate. You know, God. Two of my worst fears: death and laundry. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> Uh, this this show feels like a fever dream to me though <laughs> oh it is it is like at the end of the day like talking about what this show means to me like obviously like i don't have enough time in the world but fraggle rock to me is a show that like when i was a kid i really needed because it really just instilled a lot of like the friendship and they knew like friendship is such a big thing in my life and having friends and making your own community and fraggle rock was like like such that type of show where it was like building a community and and fostering that community with love and acceptance and understanding because like and that was another thing i wanted to touch on is that boober while being um different from his friends they they may make fun of him for it but they don't love him any less or like like 
uh, are never like unnecessarily like mean or rude to him <laughs> they're just like oh that's boober you know that's who he is um and i and i always like that i always love that about the show is that it didn't really have any moments as at least not very often where they were like necessarily making fun of one another or if it did come to that it was resolved because it was a conflict needed to push like the friendship to a better level and yeah and like i could totally see that like having that type of show at like as a kid during formative years like before i had friend groups and was very good at making any friends was like oh shit like holy shit like i like and even just growing up like when i got my hands back on it when i was like 16 um it really helped me especially the music like um one of my favorite songs that we didn't get to listen to yet uh let me be your song is a song that i love so much uh from this show and every time i hear it it just is hoof like i just <laughs> the music in this show and the way that like it is so musically inclined and uses that as a way to like form a culture between fraggles in a community is so well done <laughs> that like it truly makes me feel so warm and like amazing every single time that i watch it even the small musical segments like we saw with wembley where he was singing here here to there um that just make the world feel so much more fleshed out and also just make us feel super connected to these characters just watching them sing their songs and be friends and just be kind to one another <laughs> yeah i think that's one of like the overall main themes i mean i haven't seen a lot of it but i think that you you touched on this too is like unity and like interconnectedness and i did notice that a lot of the songs um kind of like they fit like really well and there's nothing that's odd and out like from what i've seen so far like off-putting and I, I think it also like ties in with that interconnectedness and unity of like friendships and just like how like life works and stuff it's it's a very pleasing show and i can I, I can understand and i'm i'm honestly surprised i've never really heard of this or paid much attention to this like world because i'm very impressed with it um and for how long it, it was like airing for like five seasons it was right right five seasons mm -hmm. um that's that's awesome i'm kind of upset that i did watch it as a kid <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, to be fair, the show, um, I was actually wrong. So I had said that the show had reached syndication. It actually didn't. It was four episodes off from being a hundred episode, uh, series, uh, uh which is unfortunate because people, more people probably would have gotten to see it if it did get syndicated and was, and was rerun on stations and such. Um, I like, I have no doubt in my mind that it would have reached a larger audience. Also, here's some, here's some lore for you. I, I found up some more lore, if you'd like. Ah, uh, yes. I love lore. So, Bring it to me. Gorg Lore, uh, Junior is apparently 473 years old. So, I'm assuming probably around, like, 17, maybe? I guess, In like, human... maybe, maybe for his species? I don't know. I don't know because he talks young, but I don't know what's considered young in the in the Gorg species. In the Gorg species. Um, <laughs> but no, like this, but that's like. Uh, but it's also, 
the show the show too was also like one of the few shows where like um that i watched as a kid where all the characters had like very distinct uh personalities and were very much like um like in togetherness and like uh <laughs> were very much like together and like like I don't know as a kid with shows the way they would usually make characters is like all the characters kind of just got along and were kind of similar um everyone in the show has a very distinct personality like go well gobo i'd say is probably the most well-rounded uh though he he's just very uh, he's a sarcastic little, little ass but i think it's funny um canadian yeah <laughs> canadian uh uh, and then, you know, there's Wembley and Moki, who's very spiritual and is, like, very in tune with nature. Red, who's, like, very sporty and, like, yeah, let's do this. Let's go. And then, of course, Boober. <laughs> um, and having them all be in this friend group where they all get along for different reasons. Because, <sighs> like, and that's the thing, too, is that they're not just interconnected on a group. I like the fact that there are episodes like Marooned and other episodes that are not as heavy where we get to see them be, like, together individually and how their friendships are individually and how much they care about each other on that level instead of it always being this group effort and they're all together uh because that's another thing too is that there's plenty of fraggle rock episodes where the, they're not all together in groups and yet they're still friends and i think that's a thing that a lot of people with anxiety and people who have trouble feeling like they belong in their friendships when you don't hang out with those people a lot you'll sometimes get this notion that like your friendship is not as strong when it's not the case like time does not divide um it only just makes you know time makes the heart grow fonder it doesn't like and even though it may be hard um like <laughs> it it helps to see that kind of friendship in this type of show and it makes me feel better about when i personally have anxieties about the friend groups i'm in and and that I don't always need to be spending time with these people because I know that no matter when we get back together, we'll still be friends like they are. <laughs> yeah, no, I really like that. And I don't think growing up I had a lot of shows like that. I mean, I mean, I spent a lot of my time growing up watching SpongeBob, which kind of has similar themes going <laughs> on. Um, but th this it does seem like something special. Um, and I think it definitely... Um, shit was i gonna say god my brain died <laughs> uh <laughs> something also you might find interesting because it doesn't get mentioned until later on but uh the reason the fraggles like to eat the doozer constructions is because their doozer constructions are made of radish dust Okay, that makes sense. I thought they were just eating plastic. And I was like, guys, that's, that's not good for you, I don't think. But radish dust makes a lot more sense. That, yeah. Interesting. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm very interested to, like, you know, continue on. Um, Another thing that I wanted to mention about Maroon real quick was Felix. Um the fearless this was a character that you said that you don't know if you it com he comes back up or not mm -hmm. but um it was interesting to me because his name's felix the fearless fearless but he literally did nothing <laughs> like the first like they were like oh no a cave-in happened and they were like ah oh. he was like i can handle it everybody line up in alphabetical order and didn't really like do 
anything to help with this cave-in, but kind of took all the credit, and that was like interesting to me. Um, I don't, I'm, I don't know if the, like that carries on uh, with his character if he so does come he, back. He apparently has one more appearance uh, towards the towards the final season. Uh, I, based on the number, I'm assuming he makes a a. It's in season four, and uh, he, <laughs> um, I think. Let me see. Oh, this this one has one of my favorite songs in it too. Um, but so yeah, so he comes back just for this episode. I'm assuming as comedic effect because it's not telling me much about what happens in the episode. But he's on, so he's only in two episodes out of ninety six. Ah, <laughs> uh, so irrelevant. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't help with anything. There was a crisis going on. Literally had no input. And I thought his character was going to be important because of his name, but. Sucks to suck, Felix. <laughs> Not everybody can be the top dog. <laughs> it's it's very funny because there's a lot of characters like that that like um they're not one offs but they're not you know a part of the main um five so they don't get mentioned all that often uh like I remember there's a storyteller Fraggle and she's very interesting and she's in season one so that should be a fun one to watch uh and then I know and, you know Matt is technically one of those like Matt even though he occurs in almost every episode. Uh, through flashbacks he's not necessarily a main fraggle character because we don't necessarily see him interact with any of the fraggles um until later on when he comes back to fraggle rock also i had a question about um uncle matt hold on let me pull him up real quick i have to remember what exactly he looks like <laughs> let me look at my my file on him yeah so he kind of uh Compared to the other Fraggle characters, he is the one who kind of looks the most human. There's a Funko Pop of him. That's oh yeah, there's, funny. there are Fraggle Rock Funko Pops. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, but he kind of looks like the most human out of all of them. And I wonder if that's like, he just looks like an old grandpa, you know? Um, while the other ones kind of have like, you know, unique colors and uh, like crazy hair going on. But he kind of looks like Doc almost. And I wanted to know if that was like intentional or if it's just just like his. I his think Muppet I think that's design. just uh what he looks like. Uh, I think I think that's just about what he looks like. Um, okay. I don't know. Like I truly wouldn't know because I I like from what I can from what I know of him. I like you're right. He does look the most human, but I think it's also because he's one of the few Fraggles that has like facial hair. because uh, most of them don't have <laughs> body hair or like like hair hair because like the boober has fur and he has like top yeah. hair, but not like facial like hair um and i think it's also very interesting that uh because his hair is white it makes him more human because the rest of the fraggle characters especially the main five they have very colorful hair uh like you know wembley's is green gobo's is purple and red's is you know red <laughs> Maybe it is the white hair. Um, I think that could probably just be it because um, it does give him like that, you know, like grandpa uncle like vibe going on. Um, I was trying to look up to see if there's anything in an interview or stuff about his character design. Um, um, I could. I can look into it. I actually think that um, I could be wrong about who voices him. 
Let me look it up because I oh I hit my mic. Let me not do that. That would be cringe. <laughs> um, Uncle Traveling Matt. Um, no, he's played by Dave Goals. Okay, Dave Goals plays. So something interesting I was finding out as you were talking. So Uncle Traveling Matt is played by Dave Goals, who is actually also the voice of Gonzo from the Muppets. Uh, oh, and, okay. Uh, something else you might find interesting is that within the same show, Gobo is voiced by the same guy as Pa Gorg. <gasps> oh, wait, I gotta let me look that up again. <laughs> uh, I believe it's Jerry Nelson is his name. Yes. <gasps> That's so cool. Okay, yeah. So, uh, something, something also very interesting, uh, <laughs> so something, something I think is also very interesting is, um, something in Uncle Matt and Gobo's family is, I guess they, uh, they name their children after people that they admire and their lineage will continue to just be named Matt and Gobo because in an episode that I don't know if we'll watch cause I have to see what's in it. Uh, Matt, there's this backstory about how Matt became an adventurer and uh matt had an adventuring uncle and his name was uncle gobo and so matt named his nephew after his uncle oh <laughs> that's actually kind of sweet or is it at least named, though... named after uh even though i have mixed feelings about gobo right now <laughs> i think as a I character think, i think gobo is a, is a guy who just sometimes does stupid things but i think overall he means the best for like his friends especially wembley because I think him and Wembley are more like brothers uh, throughout the mm -hmm. series. So who's your favorite character? Or who's the character that you can? I can't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have not mentioned it yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's Wembley. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> like, Same. I, like, I just love him so much. I remember when I was a kid, I, I, I really didn't actually like Wembley that much. Because he kept flip-flopping. And I really liked Red. Red was my favorite Fraggle growing up as a kid. And then as I watched it when I go older, I really like Red still, but Wembley has my heart. <laughs> Wembley's just a sweet. And I like, yeah, like I said before, I can relate. I mean, he is a little kind of a little bitch, but, you know, it takes <laughs> some time for that character development to happen because I was also like that as a kid. And I mean, still am sometimes. People pleaser, you know? Gotta make everybody happy. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> It's, it, it's oh like, i you go um one thing i had written down about the first episode and i don't know if this is like important but it like it was towards the end of the episode um but i wrote down the quote it's always exciting in fraggle rock that's what's wrong with the place <laughs> and i wanted to know what if that like meant something on like a different level or if it's just um. like everything I that's I, happening i wouldn't say it means something on a different level that's just boober uh okay but i do i do i do really like uh <laughs> i do love that quote it's like it's always exciting in Frogger rock yeah that's what's wrong with the place <laughs> um, i did too i was like also that's if you want to if you want i can give you a speculated age range that people have come up with because there is no um official age range for the fraggles but there is a speculated one Oh, I would love to hear it, yeah. So the speculated one is um, uh, Moki is in her mid-20s as the oldest. Uh, Gobo is like 17. 
Boober is 16, Red is 15, and Wembley is 13. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, for, that actually kind of makes a lot of sense in my head now that I, wow. Um, especially for uh, Wembley, I figured that he would be young i don't i mean i kind of was thinking a little bit more older than 13 but still at the same time that 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 kind of fits i mean I, he is kind of like the smallest character um i mean in size or like kind of like i guess persona i'm not sure but yeah that makes a lot of sense um actually i huh. want i want to see something i'm going to look up official wiki numbers for how tall they are because there has to be like official like oh how tall is a fraggle so how let me look this up how tall we're gonna find out more lore <laughs> how tall um, is a, fra a fraggle is 22 inches tall yeah that's and apparently doozers are six inches tall and gorgs are 264 inches tall i don't know what that is in feet i wish i knew yeah same uh, let Damn. Me, let me look at this. I'm going to look it up. The Gorgs use the radishes to make anti-vanishing cream. That, yeah, I didn't say that because I knew we were going to watch that episode. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading no, about it's it. it's fine. Um, so there, there's an episode. So they grow radishes to make this cream because apparently if they don't use it, they turn invisible. Okay. Which, that, is, and so which that's... is why they grow radishes. <laughs> And that makes sense why they don't like the fraggles, since the fraggles like this take the radishes. Yes. It's all connecting this lore. <laughs> I wish there was more, but, you know, we can go off with it. I'm going to make uh, so know... many headcanons, and then I'm going to be messaging <laughs> you and be like, well, this is what I think that Gobo is doing right now, because that's my headcanon. <laughs> I, I'm just glad that like you've enjoyed the show because I know it's not for everyone and I also would have totally understood if it was not something that um you were into you know if you had shown me something from like the actual like the Muppets I, pr I mean I enjoyed like the movies and stuff but like I said before I'm not the biggest fan um probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much but this I don't know something about this just gives me off like a the like I guess, like, I don't know. Maybe it is just, like, the way that they're all connected in a way and the society and how it's set up. I kind of like the perspective of, like, like little creatures living in another dimension in a hole, but they kind of interact with, like, the humans, but they they don't really know what humans are. That's interesting to me. Um, it's very well done for the time period that it was made. I mean, 80s was not, like, too long ago, and, like, they still had pretty good, like, technology when it came to making movies and stuff so i'm not really sure what i'm saying about that but um yeah i thought it was really well done especially the music the music is very very nice the and, and it only to, continues to get like more like jim henson like was able to do so much like amazing things with the music because his music taste if you look into his history was so broad like he was into every single type of music like in the four episodes we watch we had bluegrass jazz country rockabilly with that with that um elvis a little bit of it like elvis sounding type of uh jailbreak uh song that they did uh and then sometimes just little 
like ditties like here to there like Wembley does. Uh, out of all of them, I still think that uh, um, "Follow Me" has to be my favorite song, like from the ones that we watch, just because something about it. Um, it's just, it's just, I don't know. I just love that it's song. It's simple. It's simple, but it also gives you this sense of like, like wonder, like oh, we're like, like the like you know, every day the world begins again, and like wonders follow me like i love that like the sentiment behind it is like also what makes it like such a great song especially because it is so simple now this fraggle rock rock on oh okay so i found i found it gorgs are 15 feet tall trying to think about that (laughs) damn that's scary tall i don't like that (laughs) I See, want to erase that image from my head. That's terrifying because, like, that's crazy, like, for us. And we're, like, well, I'm, like, I'm 5 foot 10, and that dude's 15 feet tall. Imagine how the Fraggles must feel when they're 22 inches tall. Yeah, no wonder they're extremely terrified of them. Um, ex- <laughs> you know, I'm actually very proud of Wembley now for being the one to like kind of like befriend him like i know he unintentionally was like trying to make them happy but like that's scary tall like Uh-oh. that would be horrifying and i'm impressed no, i like, take back that's terrifying some, <laughs> i take back some of my like statement about him being a little bitch he is brave <laughs> enough to go against those tall guys while the other ones were really really scared and trying to get away um but still that's crazy. It's it is an insane thing. It truly like the other thing too is that like um I remember that the entire point of the show was like unity and like some people scoff at that when they watch it at the first because the Fraggles and Gorgs are so against each other. But I like that in the last two seasons of the show, um, they do re um what's it called? They they kind of like fix that and the gorgs and the fraggles do end up coming to an understanding and understanding one another and like live in harmony with each other by the end yeah. of the show which is very Aww. nice <laughs> and i think it's like um a very nice sentiment to to have because it's weird to have a show about unity and then have these two creatures that like live so close to each other just be at each other's throats for the whole show <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, Gobo. Okay, so not only do Gobo and Pa Gorg uh, share a voice actor, he also voices the trash heap. <laughs> okay, that is interesting. Um, did not see that coming. To be honest, I did not. Okay. Huh. <laughs> wow. Talk about range. Honestly. I think the trash heap is uh probably the most interesting character to me out of all of them um especially since it's a literal trash heap and kind of you know like I said poses as his oracle for the fraggles and we don't you told me that they we don't really know where they like the trash heap has come from and why is it sentient I actually but... uh, I lied I just didn't know I just read it. I know why she sent it. Well, mm. actually, technically, we don't know how she became sentient, but we know when it happened because apparently she was not always sentient. Oh. Yeah, she just used to be a trash sheep. <laughs> Maybe the trash 
because from the human world because she did say she was made up of like oh no we know we know what she is she's just the gorgs trash but is she is she the gorgs trash because they when she was saying that song about like what she was kind of made up with it seemed like it was a lot of human stuff like coffee grinds and other things uh here i can i can i can confirm that let's see do the gorgs have coffee they might. this is the stuff i demand i need to know i'm gonna <laughs> write a lengthy letter Let me see, let me see. There's a Doozer spinoff? There was. Oh. There was a Doozer spinoff show, and then when the original uh, Fraggle Rock ended, there was a spinoff animated series. Huh. Also, uh, it just says that, it just quotes her and says, I'm Orange Peels, I'm Coffee Grounds, I'm Wisdom, and that she, the trash sheep, lives outside the caves of Fraggle Rock and resides in a corner of the Gorg's Garden. Uh, it doesn't say if she's Gorg's trash. I guess you're just left to assume that since she is in the Gorg's garden. Um, and since uh, this is another piece of lore, but obviously, you know, well, it's, it's lore. But not only is Junior like the farmer for them, I think before he came along, they were also farmers and then declared themselves king and queen of the universe. Uh, okay. So they, you know, that could also just be like farm scraps and such because it's not impossible to think that uh if they are growing radishes which are from technically the human world even though i still am gonna headcanon that they're in the human world because it doesn't make sense for the crown not to end up there if that's the case um she has that's like what a, i was saying she has too. you know they could grow oranges and bananas as well which are stuff yeah. that's in her huh oh the but um, so interesting. But what can like, and obviously, there's much more to talk about, especially like what it means to me. Because again, I'm just like getting back into this and talking more about it. But um, the biggest thing that Fraggle Rock like gave, like gave me and still gives me, is the sense of like um, magic and like like wondering. Because Fraggle Rock and and where it's set in is it's like this like you know the sing songy dancey place where it's all connected and it's unified and it's just friendship and everyone gets along and is so supportive of one another, and it truly is just magical to watch and see and listen to and just enjoy the music and and the centering of everything around it, and how good like it makes me feel to just sit down and like as I was watching this you couldn't see me. But I just had the biggest, goofiest smile on my face because I just enjoy watching these guys live their life. <laughs> like, that's all it is. It's just them living their lives, and I can't get enough of it because it's just... It brings such a peaceful feeling to me and a happiness to watch, like, this magical fucking show that I love so much, like, just go about its business. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I like that a lot. I also had a big smile on my face. It's very pleasing to watch this. Very wholesome at and, times. Mine is the, all the death talk. <laughs> death and pestilence. <laughs> Don't tug your tail. That's the lesson <laughs> for this episode. Don't tug your tail. It's It'll bring you death and pestilence. <laughs> very true. <laughs> um, but we'll continue to talk more about it as we watch more episodes. But I think that about does it for our first talk of it through.
Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited <laughs> to be part of this. This is going to be so fun. So um, There's so much in the world. Oh, yeah. There's so much to continue watching. And we, you know, not to say it here, but like we have big plans for the next thing we're going to watch. And that should be very fun because it'll be something I've never <laughs> seen. And that'll be very fun. Um, so but, excited. But for those of y'all that have uh, been listening, uh, if you come from Muppet Twitter or Fraggle Twitter, I know you're out there. Um, <laughs> or, it's a thing i'm on fraggle twitter <laughs> i love it um, the whole community give I, me fan fiction on the courts please i beg you but i hope i well i guess we we've hoped that you've enjoyed just hearing us ramble and uh i hope you continue to enjoy especially mars because i i loved hearing you talk about just like the the world and what you thought of it and your headcanons and what you think about it so far um, I'm glad. I'm glad. And I can't wait to just talk more endlessly about how much I love this show. Um, but thanks again for watching, and hopefully, we'll see you on the next one. <laughs> Thank you.